Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories, I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Well, hello and welcome to the Nova Show and the Real Estate Records. I am Courtney Rydalch, your host for today's episode, and I am so excited to be here today with our guest, the Coco Zuniga. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank Coco. you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. Coco and I were just talking about the fact that this is each of our first podcasts. So yes. we are excited for this journey today. So I met Coco for the first time about, I want to say three months ago, and I was immediately intrigued with her. I met her during a team meeting and we played the most fascinating game that day that was based for youth. And it was talking about financial literacy for youth. And as a mom, I kept thinking about my kids and how much they could learn from that. And I just thought right away, you look, uh, you look at things from a very unique perspective. And so I was immediately intrigued, but yes, we have Coco here, who is a mother. She is, like I said, passionate about financial literacy for youth. Um, she's a realtor and investor. She just closed on her sixth house in six years. She has seven doors as an investor, which I think is amazing Thank in you. six years. And I mean, most importantly, a 90s country enthusiast. Yes. <laughs> so welcome today. Thank Coco. you so much, Courtney, for having me. You are so <laughs> welcome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Yeah. So I grew up in a lot of different places. I'm originally from Rexbury, Idaho. Okay. Uh, my family moved around a lot when I was little. So I lived in Idaho, Houston, Texas, Gilbert, Arizona, Southern California, um, back to Rexburg, Idaho, Las Vegas, St. George. Um, and that kind was of all as over. a child? Yeah. Okay. What took you around so much? Um, my mom was a mover and a shaker. Okay. <laughs> she just liked to go. She was go, 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 go. It was a running joke in our family. Her cousins and our family would call her and they'd be like, hi, Kathy, what state are you in today? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, so she just liked to move and go and not be in one place. And your dad was just all in support. Uh, for that. Well, he was just along for the ride. <laughs> Love that. He was, he, he's, he was very supportive and, um, just, you know, loved my mom and, and just went along with it. Okay. That's great. What about your family, brothers, sisters? Yeah. So I am the fourth out of five. Um, I have an older sister, um, two older brothers, myself, and then a younger brother. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> um, let's see. The longest I've ever lived in one place is 15 years. And that was in Las Vegas. Oh, that was, um, I liked it a lot, actually. We rarely went downtown, like down to the strip. Sure. Um, it uh, is a, obviously a very unique place to live, but we just kind of stayed 
we lived in the southwest part of town okay in, in mountain's edge and we just kind of stayed in our little area and did our thing we would go downtown every now and then if we wanted to go to a show or you know go to a nice restaurant or something like that but um I mean overall we we really liked it that's awesome. And yeah. what age bracket was that in? Were you a teenager there or? Uh, no. So I was um, like a young single adult. Oh, okay. And um, up until um, probably, let's see, like 40, 39 years old. Okay. So that's yeah. awesome. And then what brought you back here to Utah? So family was okay. the main thing. Uh, my dad lives up here and uh, we were looking, my kids were young at the time. Uh, Brax was in kindergarten, Bailey was in second grade, and Clark County was ranked 49th in the nation as far as the public school system. Oh, dang. And so we, my husband at the time, Louie and I, we decided to just make a move. We were both able to transfer up with our company, mm-hmm. and so the school system, being closer to family, also having a job up here, those were all factors in in getting us to Utah. And we didn't know if Utah was, if we were going to stick around, mm-hmm. you know, but seven and a half years later, here we are. I love and, it. And I feel like it's home. So what do you love about Utah? What makes it home? Um, well, after living in the desert of Las Vegas, <laughs> in Las Vegas for 15 years, like I love the seasons. Okay. Um, I'm from Rexburg. We called it iceberg growing up. So I'm used to the snow. It yes. wasn't a huge, you know, um, I didn't have to really adapt to that, but uh, I love the four seasons. I love the fall. I love the color changes. Um, uh, like I said, I don't mind the snow. I love the hot summers. Those don't bother me, you know, because we lived in Vegas. Right. Like, so you're equipped to deal with both of the extremes of this season, but you yeah. enjoy the variety of all four. Absolutely. Got it. Yes. I and I love the outdoors, outdoors, outdoors stuff as well. Um, I mean, Utah is just, it's so family friendly here. I mean, the kids have done great in school. Like we've just, we've just really We've loved it. That's amazing. I love that. Thanks. And what were you doing? So you said that you were able to transfer with your job here. Yeah. What were you doing? I imagine that was prior to your life in real estate. Yes. Yes. So prior to my life in real estate, I was a restaurant manager. Oh. I worked for In-N-Out Burger. Did you? Yeah. For okay. almost 20 years. Oh. Yeah. So my career started in Las Vegas in 1997 uh-huh. and I worked there for six, uh, six months and uh, I ended up having to quit because my family moved to St. George. The St. George in and out was not open at that time. So gotcha. I couldn't transfer. I okay. just had to quit. So um, I went on a mission for my church from St. George. When I got home, my family had moved back to Vegas. So okay. I went home to Vegas and I started working for in and out again in 2000. Okay. March of 2000. And in uh, March of 2005, five years later, I got um, promoted. I worked my way up through management and I got promoted to a store manager. So I ran my own store um, for about nine years. Oh, I love that. I guess. Yeah. And in and out is known for having an amazing culture. Yes. Do you feel like that has translated into, I mean, you're very well known for, you know, the way that you deal with people and the way that you treat people. Do you feel like that kind of shaped the way you do business Absolutely. in real estate? Absolutely. 
uh, in and out is 100% culture. Absolutely. 100% teamwork, 100% take care of your associates. Mm -hmm. An incredible company to work for. And having worked for them for almost 20 years, I was able to bring a lot of that into um, my business as an agent. That's so amazing. I love that. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So then what took you then, did you go straight from in and out to real estate? Yes. So it was interesting. Uh, So Louie and I, at the time, we had a little bit of like a bit of a nest egg. We had some money saved up and we were conversing one day and we in, in and out is a very physical job. It's very labor intensive. It's, it's, we work hard. Yes. Like you go in there and you see those associates like busting their butts. And, um, and we knew we weren't going to be able to do that forever. Okay. So we were like, well, what's a way that we can kind of get our money to work for us. Mm -hmm. And so in March of 2017, March 25th, 2017, I had a conversation with my uncle. He's an investor. Okay. He owns property out in Denver, Colorado. And I just started talking to him and, and he brought up real estate. And so we started talking about real estate and, and he sent me a couple of podcasts and it was, they were from bigger pockets. Okay. And I listened to these and I had no idea what they were saying, like LTV and ARV and 1031 and, and all these <laughs> acronyms that I had no clue right. what they were talking about, but I really liked it. Okay. And so I started listening to more. Okay. And I started just self-educating and it was like a fire hose. And um, a couple weeks later on April 6th, my mom's birthday, I made a goal. I was listening to a podcast, Brandon Turner. And he was like, he was like, buy your next or your first property. I, I challenge you to buy your first or your next property in the next 90 days. And so on April 6th, I made a goal to buy my first property, my first rental property. I didn't even own a home at the time. Okay. We were renting here in Utah because we didn't know if we were going to stick around. Right. We'd only been here two years at the time, Mm -hmm. a little less than two years. So um, I was like, I'm going to buy a property. And so um, that was on April 6th, 74 days later, I closed on my first investment property. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Yeah. You were from March 25th, having an idea to April 5th, April 6th, April 6th, April 6th, having a goal. And then you jammed it out less than 80 days later. Yeah. That's amazing, Coco. Thank you. So, (laughs) and, and did you stay during that 80 days? Did you enlist the help of your uncle? Did you stay self-taught? Yeah. So I was just, I was literally just ingesting anything that I could, um, webinars, podcasts, I learned from bigger pockets that there were actually investor meetups mm-hmm. like around you in your community. Yes. And so I learned about like the Utah RIA, the Salt Lake RIA, these other different investor meetups. Yes. And so I started going to those and I started connecting with other investors, other people that were like-minded. And I, I was just, I was fascinated by it all. And, um, and so I, so I, I purchased that property in, in June and and I was like, well, maybe I'll get my real estate license to help me like 
go look at, I can go look at properties whenever I want. I can, you know, take the commission, all those things. So I, I got my license. I decided to get my license strictly to help me out on the investing side of real estate. I never imagined helping clients buy really? and sell residentially. Okay. So what took you then? Well, I'll, I'll save that question for a moment, but okay. I have to ask because I'm curious. So from when you got your first property, mm-hmm. how long until you decided to continue adding on to that portfolio? Uh, it was the next year. Really? That yeah. Fast. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. The following November. Okay. Of 2018. That's when I bought my, my next one. Great. And in the meantime, had you decided to start doing real estate as yeah. a profession? Yeah. So what, what happened was I, so I started going to these, these investor meetups, meeting other investors, creating relationships and a guy by the name of Dominic Delgado, mm-hmm. he cold called me. Okay. And he was like, Coco, hey, you're new to the RIA. Like, let's meet up. Let me see what I can help you with, you know, with your goals. You're a new investor, sure. blah, blah, blah. And he was, he seemed really genuine. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. So he works for a, um, he works for a consulting firm. Okay. And I started consulting with this company, with mm-hmm. Matt Atkinson and his company. And, and so I, when Matt learned that I was with, you know, my brokerage that I had signed up with, he was like, you need to talk to these three agents Mm -hmm. that are like all-stars within that brokerage. Okay. And so he's like, Claire Gunn, Jordy Clark, Jonah Gamboa, like take them to lunch, (laughs) shadow them, do something. with. Yes. Those are three powerhouses. I was still full-time in and out. I was still in my management position. So I was doing all of this on my days off. On my days off, I would go to the, uh, go to the brokerage and I would, I would take classes Mm -hmm. and I would just start learning about the business of selling real estate. Yeah. And, and it just became more and more intriguing. So I had this investing side of it that I was like, nurturing and growing with, but I was also starting to learn about the business of buying and selling. Right. And it was just, so uh, both parts of it were just so intriguing to me. And so I was like, just pushing, just keep Like I was just grinding. And, um, that the end of that year, uh, 2017, my husband, Louie, he got, um, he got a part-time position. Well, he got a seasonal position and then ended up getting up, getting called back part-time at Costco. Okay. Now as a Costco associate, if you're part-time, you can, you can get benefits. And that was the main reason that I hadn't stepped out of my position in and out because in and out has great benefits. I held the benefits for our family. And that, that was something that I didn't feel comfortable doing yet because I had two kids still, you know, my husband at the time, like we've, I've got to take care of my family. Of course. So when he got that opportunity, I was, we were talking and he was very supportive and he was like, I think this is your chance, Coco. (gasps) Like to make, take the leap. I love that he supported you like that. Absolutely. He was so, so supportive and I'm so grateful to this day for that support. So so in February of 2018, I stepped out of my management position. I stepped down okay. to an associate. So I was still working part-time. <clears throat> it was really hard after almost 20 years oh, to just sure. like pull turkey. Absolutely. So I stepped down and I was like, I, I still want to be a part of the company, but I'm also going into this, you know, new adventure. Yeah. And um, Matt found out that I stepped down from my Okay. From my management position. 
and he was like have you have you talked to Jonah and I was like no I you know I I, I mean I talked to him a month ago and I shadowed him <laughs> I, I've but, spoken with him before yeah and he's like well you should talk to him and I was like oh okay well okay but I never did and then a month later he saw me again and he was like have you talked to Jonah? And I was like, no. And he's like ready to ring me, ring my neck. And he's like, just explore the possibility. Yeah. He knew that I spoke Spanish. Matt mm -hmm. knew that I spoke Spanish. He knew that Jonah was looking for a great agent on his team. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I sat down, I set an appointment with Jonah and I sat down and it was in that meeting that that's where I knew I needed to be. I love that there have seemed to be just very, very key participants in uh -huh. this journey of yours that have come in so randomly and played such a significant role. Yeah. Well, what's amazing <clears throat> that you mentioned that. So Claire Gunn was one of those heavy hitters that I went and spoke to. I, two and a half, three years later, I met her daughter. Her daughter, Caprice, is Jonah's business partner. Right. And now runs runs our team and so <laughs> I like that. I knew Claire and then and now there's Caprice and it's so it's like like you said just those key people yes in in my story that I'm just oh so grateful for seems to have a circle that you were always <laughs> meant to be a part yeah. of Absolutely. I love that that's an amazing story Coco thank you <laughs> so yeah so since so five years um I've been with mm -hmm. Jonah and uh have have loved it I've you know, have learned and I'm still learning about the business of real estate and about investing and mm -hmm. have grown my portfolio and in return have helped clients grow their portfolios and do, you know, different investments and things like that. So yes. it's been, it's been an amazing journey. So you definitely dove all in. It sounds mm -hmm. like you were committed from day one. Do you feel like you are as passionate today as you were from day one, from March 25th about investing or has that grown? Uh, I feel like it's, I feel like it's grown because of what I've learned over the years. There's so many different real estate creates so many different possibilities. Yes. And, and, and every day I'm learning something new mm -hmm. about it whether it's a class I'm taking or a workshop or a conference that I'm going to, there's always something new to learn and something new to do yes. to grow. And so I absolutely, I feel probably even more so. Do you, would you advocate for, um, do you feel that that's something that would be advantageous to any real estate agent is to become well-versed in investing? Absolutely. Hashtag yes. <laughs> Hashtag all day long. Like there are so many agents out there that buy and sell real estate mm -hmm. and help others to grow wealth, but they don't do it themselves. That's a really, really like that just gave me chills hearing that because that's an aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's been many classes that I've taken and some that I've even given mm -hmm. urging those agents to why not you know it you know the ins and the outs of it like buy a property yeah learn how to manage it buy so, another one yes so so with those I mean because those that's such an amazing push 
what would you say would be your top three pieces of advice for a new agent who's looking to, you know, they, they're interested in investing or they just heard what you said and had that same aha moment and thought, but Coco, where do I start? Go to your local RIA. Okay. Okay. Figure out, you know, if you want to go to the Salt Lake RIA, the Utah RIA, yeah, you live in Utah County, here in Utah. you know? Yes. Um, so connect yourself. Okay. With them that you're going to meet people. You're going to create relationships. You're going to be given different opportunities. My second property that I bought mm -hmm. was because of Dominic. Really? Yes. Okay. And it was Which that resulted from a cold call. I yes. love that. Yes. A genuine cold, cold call. Yep. So that's great. Yeah. So uh, I would say definitely get involved with your, uh, with your local RIA. I would say, um, I would say a huge piece of, of what I do as an investor, as an agent, as a mom, as a person, as a human in general is um, taking care of your mind okay, and your mindset and making sure that you are feeding it mm -hmm. with things that are going to help you not hurt you. I love that. Um, it, mindset is a huge, a huge, huge part of um, of where I have, how I have gotten to where I am today. Mm -hmm. Um, and then third, I would say surround yourself with other people who have done what you want to do and learn from them. They've made mistakes, learn from their mistakes. So you don't make them yourself, mm -hmm. but surround yourself with those people. Those would probably be my top three. I love I I wholeheartedly agree with your third point because I feel like that's such an important practice in life in general. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with the people who have accomplished the things that you want to accomplish. Absolutely. I love that. Let's get back to mindset for a minute because you had a light in your eye when you were talking <laughs> about that. What do you do to help consistently contribute to a healthy mindset? Great question. So in January of 2018, so when I was starting this journey, Matt Atkinson introduced me to Tony Robbins. Love that. I had heard the name. Mm -hmm. I'd heard of him. I, I had never heard any of his content okay. or anything, uh, but I, I was immediately intrigued just by this amazing, powerful man and the influence that he has had on millions and millions of people Yes, all over the world. Yes. So I have gone to uh, five different workshops over the years with, um, with Tony and his team and uh, taken other virtual workshops with mm -hmm. my own team in our office, you know, just together as That's a team. Fantastic. And um and I, I have learned that, um, you know, things like leaders are readers, mm -hmm. um, you know, CEOs of companies read like 43 books a year. I don't know what the exact number is, but it's a lot of books sure. per year, yes. um, you know, so they're constantly feeding, feeding their minds. So um, I read books, I uh, do meditations. Um, I love that you guys have your meditation room. Yes. That Nodia has said that yes. here, which is just, it's, it's incredible. I feel like every workplace 
should have something it's a like that. Huge benefit. And I, I will selfishly advocate for yes. that because sometimes you need to step in there. So absolutely. Um, but mindset is just a huge, huge part of what we do. There are so many things in life bombarding us daily. Yes. Whether it's negative people that are around us or um, you know, the media. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, there's so many things that bombard us daily. We have to take control of what we put into our minds and how we control that so that, so that we can then help the people around us. And because yes. that's my goal is to help my clients to continue to grow my kids and help them with their mindset, you know, so we do affirmations, you know, with, with my your kids. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. So we do as a team, we do affirmations every, Mm -hmm. every morning in our team huddle. And then, and I do affirmations with my kids. I've just learned the power of looking in a mirror, looking yourself in the eye and telling yourself, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am love. I am powerful. You know, all these things. And, and, and my kids are young. They're 13 and 15. Those teenage years are they can be scary. Oh, so scary. Yes. Oh, so scary. And, um, and so I think that it's the things that I have learned on my journey. I'm just so blessed to be able to help my kids learn those things as well. Yes. That's one thing that I'm just, I'm so, so, so grateful for after having gotten into this business, because we had, we had some of that in and out, but it wasn't as uh, it wasn't as prevalent yes, daily in our, you know, in our lives. Oh yeah. And so to be able to have that and be able to now share that with my kids, especially. I love that so much because the first thing I was telling you this before the podcast, the first thing that I think of when I think of you is who you are as a mother, because I've seen you with your kids a handful of times now. And it's very clear that you have an amazing relationship with them. You are raising you. two incredible humans. They are pretty amazing. And I commend you for that because you, you can tell in looking at the kids, you know, what, what a bit of their home life is like, and what are the lessons that they're being taught, you know? And so mm-hmm. when you're talking about doing affirmations with them, you know, are there, are there any affirmations that you've started with them that you have seen, um, basically manifesting themselves through them? Well, it was, it's interesting, Courtney, because I walked in, it was probably two months ago, I would say I walked into my daughter's room and she has like her full length mirror, Mm -hmm. you know, on the wall. And she had three post-it notes on top. Okay. And it said, I am loved. I am powerful. I am beautiful. I love and, and I, I didn't prompt her. I didn't ask her to do that. I didn't like, we, we talk about, and we do our affirmations, but I didn't, I didn't say, Hey, you should put these on your mirror. Sure. You know what an amazing seed you planted. And at 15, yeah, I was like, already proud mama. Oh, I bet. I bet that's yeah. I, I bet you walked out of that room with some teary eyes. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So, so obviously mindset has played such a huge role 
in, in your business. Yeah. Walk me through your perfect morning. Um, I would say I am up early, uh, especially before the kids okay. <laughs> get up, um, because it's important to have that me time. Mm -hmm. Uh, so journaling is part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, affirmations okay. is part of it. Uh, Tony Robbins, he teaches a, uh, it's a priming exercise. And so I will do that usually probably three times a week. Okay. Um, so if you're, you know, if any of the listeners are interested in that, I would just look it up on YouTube, Tony Robbins priming exercise, and you'll find it there. Um, but, uh, I think everybody just wrote that down. Good. <laughs> I hope so. But in, um, in my new house that I bought, I have this beautiful debt and I have a view of the Wasatch mountains. I can see the mountain range from Ogden to Provo. I'm, really? I still wake up and look at that and I like pinch myself. I'm like, is this real? And so I'll just sit out on the deck and you know, I'll, it's a little chilly. So I'll have a blanket around <laughs> me and I'll sweatshirt and I'll just, um, you know, I'll take my, my journal out there and I'll just Jot, jot down notes or, you know, I might listen to, you know, music and just kind of close my eyes and just, just kind of get ready for the day. Okay. I love so. this. That, that to me was the perfect, like, um, uh, a cinema could not have written that morning better. <laughs> so I Thank love you. that. I love that. How do you feel, um, your mindset and also your toolkit behind that mindset are helping you to deal with today's market? Uh, great question. The, I, I don't watch the news. I don't listen to the news. I love that. <laughs> I, I like to stay up on like current events and mm -hmm. like some things that are happening, but I like, I won't sit down and, you know, watch a news program or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like um, I, I like to study what's going on in the market. Okay. Um, so that then I can help my clients understand mm -hmm. the importance of, you know, should you sell, should you buy, sure. do the numbers make sense? Um, should you keep this house for rent and then buy another one? There's mm -hmm. all these different scenarios. So, uh, so for me, navigating this market and making sure that my mindset mindset is sharp is key because I've, because my clients, I know that they're consuming yes, the news yes, and the fear-mongering and mm -hmm. the things that the media are putting. I know that they are. Yes. So I... And unintentionally. So unintentionally. It's being shoved in their face. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Whether it's social media yes. or a news program that they're watching or, or mother TikTok or, or mother-in-law. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. It's there. Yes. So keeping my mindset sharp and in the right place, I can help them. Okay. Now I'm sure that for some listeners, they're thinking, okay, but where are you getting, where are you staying up to date on the market? If you're not listening to the news and things. So mm -hmm. can you plug a couple of really good outlets that you like to use or stay up on? Yeah. So I have, um, I actually have some great lender partners oh, great. that, they're the professional when it comes to obviously financing and things like that. I'm the professional when it comes to the house and negotiating and writing yes. contracts, things like that. 
but as partners, we work together mm -hmm. to be able to help our clients. So I rely a lot on them. Okay. I have one in particular, and he give he just puts out amazing content. Oh, fantastic. And about what's happening in the market, about, you know, different things. And I'll just be like, bloop, forward. Yes. You know, and I'll use that just to forward to my clients. Oh, that's so, so um, so I utilize people or the people around me. Well, I around. mean, the relationships that you have in your life have just been so valuable. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's wonderful. So thank you. Okay. So if you could give, I mean, you, you've had an amazing journey so far. Um, I'm really excited to see how that continues going. Thank you. You know, what's, what's one of the things that you would like, or what's a place that you would like to see yourself in, in five years? A place I would like to see myself in five years. My son will be graduating high school. Oh, I'm sorry. I just did that to your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank you, Charlie. Right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. And I have that five-year mark in my mind because I told them specifically when we bought this house that we would not move for at least the next five years. Oh. So that they could stay at the same school. Yes. Have the same friends, you know be in that same have that community involvement. Yeah. So that's why that five-year mark it's, it's, it's in there. And I know in five years, he's, he's going to be graduating, um, which is just wild. My baby. Um, let's see. I would like to have, um, basically I will, I, not, I would like to, I will have enough, uh, passive income and investment properties to cover it's the first tier of financial freedom. And it it's basically where your passive income can cover your personal expenses, yes. your monthly personal expenses. Okay. Um, just to live. Mm -hmm. So groceries, gas, basic stuff for kids, basic needs of survival, uh, at least. Okay. And, and if I've already achieved that before that, before that fifth year, then, you know, it would be reaching towards the next level of financial freedom, which is, uh, which is, so not just having my basic needs and monthly expenses covered, but also more on top of that to be able to fund the lifestyle that I would like. Okay. And that's, you know, traveling with the kids or, you know, going on uh, different trips, having different adventures, different experiences. Um, so uh, things like that. So it's not just my main, you know, monthly expenses covered, but it's kind of the step yes. up of like the lifestyle. And you have been very, um, you've been very active in educating your children about financial literacy, financial mm -hmm. freedom. Tell me why that's so important to you. It's so, so important for a few reasons. I was never taught it as a kid. Okay. I, it was never something that, you know, that, that we were taught. Um, my, my, I think I mentioned this before, my parents were very hardworking. They were business owners, but we were never really part of like the business we just, we would go on jo jobs with my dad and we would help clean the carpets, right? you know, but we didn't know a lot of the business aspect of it or we wouldn't the financial side of it. Sure. 
And so that's one main reason. Um, another big reason is because where else are they going to learn it? And that's, you know, it's such a simple statement, but it's yeah. huge mm -hmm. because genuinely, where are they going to? So we, we have to be teaching them that, you know, such valuable education from home. Yeah. So I, I love that you do that. I respect you so much for that. Again, Thank that's you. the first, uh, you know, that's the first aspect that I met you in. And, um, and so I'm still very blown away at, you know, yeah. how involved you will have them in that. I think that's fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> so if you had to go back to March 25th, 2017, knowing everything that you know now, if you could just give that Coco one piece of advice, what would that be? Dream bigger. Dream bigger. Girl, you have dreamed really big. I have. I have dreamed big, but it would be to dream bigger. I love Because that. there's so much more. There's so much out there for each of us. And if we can dream it, I sincerely believe that we can achieve it. Preach, Coco. <laughs> I love that so much. So um, where can people follow you? I mean, you have given so much valuable content today Thank that you. I am absolutely positive that people are thinking, I need to ask her about this. I need to ask her about yes, that. So where can do. people contact you? So um, Instagram, CocoZuniga.Realtor. Okay. Uh, TikTok, same thing, CocoZuniga.Realtor. I'm on Facebook, just Coco Zuniga. Um, those are kind of the three main platforms I hang out on. Fantastic. This has been so amazing today, Coco. I, I feel like my cup has been so filled and it's first thing in the morning. So, yes. so Me I mean, it can only go on. I, we're we're going to just coast from here. Yes. So, well, we are going to head at, go ahead and conclude today's episode again. Thank you so thank much. And you, I, I love that this has been my first podcast with you. You have set the bar extremely <laughs> high, Coco. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, so we want to thank you. We want to thank our listeners. I know Coco just dropped some great information. I hope you'll take some of that and implement into your business uh, today. So, thank you. It's great being here. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.